He whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Let the free men and women of God free rejoice in that freedom. Amen. Amen. I was praying about uh, this evening, and as I was praying about it and fasting and just spending time before the Lord, He said, will you expect a God encounter? Will you expect a God encounter? I said, yes, Lord. I'll, I've got faith to believe. I've got faith to believe. So I put this uh, post out uh, for, on the Facebook and all the groups and stuff. I don't know if maybe you didn't even have time to see it. But I said, come expecting a God encounter. I'm coming tonight. This is where we're at right now. 7 o'clock. We're already at 7.36, okay? And uh, what did I say? Great anticipation for a move of the Holy Spirit. Come uh, bring that with you. If you didn't bring it with you, I want you to reach in wherever you got to reach in and pull it out right now where you can bring a great anticipation for the move of the Holy Spirit. We don't want a movement of man or woman. We don't want a movement of, of any other spirit but the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. We want God to do what He desires to do in this service in the next 30, 40 minutes, an hour, however long He holds us. I want God to get the glory and the honor because God is doing it. Amen. And bring an attitude of thanksgiving, praise, and worship to God. So if you got, forgot to bring that in, I need you to go in your pocketbook, ladies, and men, go in your back pocket or coat pocket or wherever you need to. Pull it out right now. An attitude of thanksgiving. An attitude of praise and worship. We got a good God. We got a good God. He's the only true God. And He's involved in our lives and He's done more for you than you've ever given Him thanks for. He's protected you times you don't know about it. You ought to thank Him. He's provided for you when you didn't think, you just saw that provision just came. It didn't just come. That was the hand of God providing for you. He's a good God. Hallelujah. So we need an attitude of thanksgiving. Get your attitude right. Look at somebody and say, straighten up. Just like say, straighten up. Get your attitude right. Come on, we got to get an attitude because our attitude determines our altitude. And if we're going to see the move of God in the freedom and the flow that He wants here tonight, we got to come with an attitude of thanksgiving, praise, and worship. He, Yashab, moves in the praises, in the midst of the praises of His people. And then you got to come uh, with an excited expectation for a miracle, for your miracle. Do you need a miracle? Do you need a miracle? If you don't need a miracle in your life, probably you do better just go out there and hang out with the Royal Rangers or the Impact Girls or go out there and hang out in the nursery and maybe be an assistant. But if you need a miracle, I want you to stay in here because I'm going to preach the Word of God tonight with everything I got in me and I'm praying that through the Word of God, faith will rise and you will believe and receive what God has for you. Believe God. You, are you expecting a miracle? I want you to get that expectation right now. Think of what do I need? What do I need? It may not be healing in your body. It may, 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 may need promotion. You may need provision. You may need uh, uh, healing in a relationship. Whatever it is, whatever it is, focus on it right now. God, I'm, I need a miracle. I need a miracle. And then come uh, prayed up. Well, you done messed that one up, but Pastor Rodica jumped in here and helped you have a little prayer time going there. Hallelujah. Uh, so thank God she helped us out. Come prayed up, ready to enter in and ready to receive to all that God has planned for you. Will you receive what God has for you? Let's just tell him right now. God, we just take a moment and say, Lord, I open my heart. I open my, my, open my spirit. I open my mind to receive what you have for me. Lord, I reject everything else that's coming except what you have for me. Because you are a holy God and I can trust you, Lord. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm praying for a miracle manifest. I'm praying for a miracle manifest. I'm praying in the name of Jesus that before you leave here, before the second hand tick, 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 tick ends this service tonight, 
that you will experience the supernatural manifest of heaven on earth in your life. That you'll receive a miracle not yesterday, I mean not tomorrow, not next week, not next month, but you'll receive a miracle tonight. I'm praying for a miracle manifest in your life tonight. I can't do it, but God has already done it. We just need to see the manifestation of it. Amen. I can be a part of helping you bring forth the manifestation of it. The miracle's already there. It's not something God's got to take out the potter's wheel and get some clay and some water and, and start molding it for you. It's already done. It was done for you on Calvary 2,000 years ago. It was done at a whipping post before Jesus got to that cross. It was done when they beat him and bruised him and he bled under the skin to take care of every iniquity of every, every family curse that passed under the skin that passed on to you. Everything you inherited negative, he bruised under the skin to take care of that iniquity, that brokenness that flows under the skin. I'm telling you, he took a crown of thorns on his head to, to come against the curse of poverty, to come against that uh, which has been holding you back. Have you ever found that your finances just can't seem to get going? Let me tell you what, that's the devil. That's the devil. Jesus took crown of thorns, the very symbol of thorns and thistles, the curse of eking out an existence, and they mocked him and placed it on his head. And the mistake they made is those thorns pierced his brow and blood came running down. You're redeemed by the precious blood of the Lamb. He redeemed you from that curse of poverty. Stop living under it. Stop carrying it around. Cast it aside tonight and say, I take on the gift of prosperity, God's supernatural supply. Amen. Miracle manifest. I'm praying tonight for you. I am declaring. I am preaching for it. I am praying for it. I'm saying we're not here to bargain with God. We're here to believe God. We're not here to beg God. We're here to believe God. We're not even here to try and bully God. We're here to believe God. And if God can use me in any way to help your belief, rise up. Romans 12 and 2. Do not be conformed. Don't be pressed into the structure of this world. Don't be pressed into its mold. Don't let the pressure of this world keep you from what God has you. But be transformed. Let a metamorphosis take place. Stop crawling on, on your belly like a caterpillar and like a serpent when the curse came on him in the garden. Stop crawling on your belly and go through your metamorphosis. Be transformed and come out as a butterfly. Come out soaring on the wings of an eagle. Hallelujah. How? By the metamorphosis takes place by the renewing of your mind so that you can prove what? The good and the, and the perfect and the acceptable will of God. I'm telling you, God's good and acceptable and perfect will is for you to be healed, for you to be delivered, for you to be strengthened, for you to prosper in God's way, for you, your relationships to be healthy. That's God's plan. That's God's good. That's God's acceptable. And that's God's perfect will for you. And He wants it proven. It needs to be proven here in this earth. It needs to be proven in your life. How does it happen? By the renewing of your mind. Because when we, our minds are renewed, it leads to a heart transformation. And let me tell you what, where we establish our belief systems from at that belief system. If you can believe, you can receive everything God has for you if you can believe. It has to happen through the renewal of the mind which establishes our heart belief systems which then proves a good and the acceptable and perfect will of God. Miracle manifest. If you would turn with me to Hebrews chapter 2, we're going to look at some verses of Scripture to open up with here. Here in the first verse of Hebrews chapter 2, here we, the writer of the Hebrews is writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is bringing this message to the people of God who are in the midst of a hostile economy, a hostile government, a hostile religious situation. Nothing is going in their favor. There is persecution, there, is, there are lies, there is everything that the enemy can throw at them, he's throwing at them. 
And in the midst of this pressure point, in the midst of this onslaught of the society stooping to the low of lows and, and doing everything they can to violate the Word of God, if God says it's good, society's doing the opposite. If the Bible says it's up, the society's proven to do it down. If the society says you, if God's Word says you should have joy, society is doing everything they can to bring in misery. They are in a very pressure cooker, hot time into, uh, in their life. Could be something like what we're living in today. But God brings a word to them. And He says to them, Therefore we must give the more earnest heed. Because the pressure is so high. Because the world is saying there is no God. Or we'll come against Him if He is. And we'll do everything opposite Him. He says it is now that we should give the more earnest heed to the things that we've heard we got to go back to the Word. we got to go back to what Jesus taught and proved to us. we got to go back to what has been established. we got to go back to what we heard, lest we drift away. And that word drift away, that phrase means we, we loose our grip. And, 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 and instead of holding on to the rope, the rope slides through our hand. Instead of holding on to the rail, we're now losing our grip and we're falling for what's happening around us. For if the word spoken through the angels proved steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward, how shall we escape, he says, how shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? You, that shows us right there that we, if we're not careful, we can lose our grip. We can stop going back to what we've heard and holding on to what we've heard and we'll lose, we'll neglect this greater salvation. And that word salvation there comes from the Greek word soteria, which is our base of sozo, meaning to be made whole, rescued, delivered, uh, healed in every area. The same one that Paul would use in Romans 10, 9 and 10, where he goes to the base of it in sozo, where if you will believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. He said we're neglecting this greater salvation. There's some of us here tonight, we have neglected some of the benefits of our salvation. We have neglected some of the benefits of our wholeness. We have neglected some of the benefits of our health. We have neglected some of the benefits of our provision by God through His Son, Jesus Christ, who hung on a cross, who hung on that wooden tree to take the curse off of us, to get the blessing on us, but we're still carrying the curse. We're still living in the shadow of the curse. We should be living in the shadow of the cross, which brings the blessing on us. We cannot neglect it anymore. Let's go back to what we've heard. Let's go back to the Word of God, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard Him. God's also being, bearing witness both with signs and wonders and various miracles. God says, I put my stamp on what I said. And to prove what I, I can do, what I say I'll do, I'll start it out. Here they go. Here's signs. Here's wonders. Here's miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit and according to his own will. And he says, this is how I want it to look. This is the DNA of my kingdom. This is the DNA of this mighty church that my son Jesus Christ is building that's supposed to be coming against the gates of hell. And he says, it is one that those will witness. They'll see. It'll be a manifest. It'll be a man It'll, they'll witness it. They're witnesses. I saw it. When a witness is called in, what did you see? Well, I saw this or I saw that. He said there will be witnesses who will see these signs, who will see these wonders, who will see these various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit. He says you will see it. 
He says it's time we stop neglecting this and go back. Take hold of the grip to the Word of God. That's what I want us to do tonight. I want us to not in any way try to bargain with God, but believe God's Word. And we're not here, as I said earlier, to bully God. We're here to believe God's Word. And if we can believe God's Word, we can receive God's Word and everything that's promised in it. I'm praying for a miracle manifest. I know I, I found some... Uh, some constants in my life as I've been serving the Lord I lived the first 17 years of my life with religion and without power I lived the first 17 years of my life with religion and without that genuine manifest of the supernatural agape love I lived the first 17 years of my life with, with a form but it denied the power and I'm telling you what it left the 17 year old boy ready to die he thought there was no way out and he goes down the path of suicide but I'm here to tell you when God's mighty right hand reached in and saved my life, I saw, I was converted right then. I saw that there is a God who has the power to manifest Himself in our natural physical life. I know it. I experienced it. So then I begged my mom and my mom takes us to a church where they not only had a form, but they didn't deny the power. They welcomed the power. They celebrated the power. They, they honored the power. They said, Holy Spirit, have your way. And the Holy Spirit would speak. And the Holy Spirit would move. And the Holy Spirit would heal. And the Holy Spirit would save. And the Holy Spirit would deliver. And I began to see the supernatural manifest of God. And I'm telling you, as I'm moving on in age, I don't want to lose the grip. I want to still hold firm to what God has done and, and will do in our life. He has not changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I say it's time that we tighten our grip and say, God, I'm not going to let loose and, and neglect this greatest salvation. This salvation brings the power of your hand to manifest in our physical lives. And Lord God, I'm going to believe. That's what I'm going to receive. So as I've as I got on the miracle journey of seeing the miracle manifest of God, I'm telling you, these are some of the observations I've made that I wanted to share with you tonight. These are personal to me. They're dear to me. They're real to me. They change everything about me in seeing the hand of God move in the affairs of my life and the life of those that I have some authority over. So the first one is, God wants us to live in the miracle zone. I had to have my mind renewed. 17 years of religion didn't teach me that. 17 years of religion had me believing that God was this big, mean, mad mafia father, Godfather. And I had, to, I had to give him enough money to keep him quiet so he wouldn't come in and send a lightning bolt and strike and destroy me. I was afraid of him. And I'm here to tell you, I wouldn't go into him for a miracle. I was hiding from him. I was staying quiet. I was staying silent because if he was, was real, then I didn't want to come into his presence because I was already judged a sinner and damned. And I'm here to tell you, when I got my breakthrough and I got revelation of what the Word of God really teaches and sees that, that God not only is a God of miracles, that, that he, he's not on a budget with his miracles. He wants you and I to live in the miracle zone. He wants us to live in the miracle zone. That means He wants you to experience miracles. You know, it wouldn't hurt God's feelings if you experienced miracles every hour of the day. I don't believe it hurt His feelings if you experienced a miracle every minute of every hour of every day. 
He told me one time as I was saying, God, I'm sorry, I'm coming to you with this here. He said, stop it. You understand electricity? I said, yes, sir. He says, you understand heating and air conditioning? Yes, sir. What happens when that uh, compressor comes on? I said, Lord, the lights dim. That thing pulls the greatest amount of power when it first tries to get that motor going to that compressor. And uh, there's a capacitor to help it out. I'm explaining to God what he gave man the knowledge to do. And he says, well, I tell you this, if every person was compared to a a big uh, 10-ton compressor and uh, every person, billions of people were to call on a miracle from heaven and I was to grant a miracle to all 7 billion of them at the same exact time, the lights in heaven wouldn't even dim. Now, your house, the lights will dim when your compressor kicks in for your AC. Just for a second, it'll dim. He says the lights of heaven wouldn't even dim if 7 billion of us, if we were 10 ton uh, compressors, came on at the same time without a capacitor. Wow. So I said, Lord, forgive me for for making you so small. He's bigger than that. What I've even described to you, he wants you to live in the miracle zone. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. He said the reason he delivered him up for us all so that we could freely, we could freely share in all that he provided for us. That was the only reason he sent his only begotten son because he loved us that much. So that you and I shall, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? He's a good God. He's a generous God. He's a healing God. He's a miracle-working God. And He wants to work a miracle in your life tonight. He wants to manifest a miracle in your life tonight. Because secondly, God's miracles are a regular part of His kingdom. It's who He is. It's His character. It's His nature. It's how He chose to put the characteristics of the DNA on His kingdom. You study His kingdom, you will find it's a kingdom of power. You will find it's a kingdom of authority. You will find it's a kingdom of miracles. You will find it is a kingdom that there's no kingdom known of man that even compares to. Hallelujah. And miracles are a regular part of God's kingdom. Nebuchadnezzar declared in Daniel 4 and 3 how great are his signs and how mighty his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. God, by the Holy Spirit, had him make that declaration and the Holy Spirit recorded it for us here tonight. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and his dominion is from generation to generation. That means it comes to us right here, right now. It is for us, his kingdom. And he said, pray thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth in your generation as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. Miracles are a regular part of God's kingdom. We want to be a part of God's kingdom. Then miracles should be a regular part of our life. I'm telling you, everywhere Jesus went preaching and teaching the gospel, we see miracles and signs and wonders followed Him. Jesus said in Matthew 24 and 14, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world. He said when they preach that gospel, miracles, signs, and wonders. When he preached that gospel, miracles, signs, and wonders followed. He said this same gospel that carries with it the following of miracles, signs, and wonders shall be preached in all the world. And what? As a witness. There again, witnessing. You'll see it. Just manifest. You'll see it. Not something that's just theology in your mind. We're talking about a reality in your life. And not just to one nation, but all the nations. Hallelujah. And then the end shall come. Jesus said in Matthew 12 and 28, If I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. So whatever Satan has brought against you can be cast out when the kingdom of God is manifest. 
We pray for the manifest of the miracles of the kingdom of God in your life tonight. If there's a spirit of infirmity, if there's a spirit of poverty, if there's a spirit of jealousy, if there's a spirit of unforgiveness, if there's a spirit of offense, if there's a spirit of whatever that is bonding you, binding you, addiction, let me tell you in the name of Jesus, let every spirit go by the Spirit of God so that the kingdom of God can be manifest in and through your life. Jesus said in Luke 10, uh, 8 and 9, He said, whatever city you enter and they receive you, eat such things they set before you and heal the sick and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near you. So Jesus said, when the kingdom comes, the demons have got to go, the spirits have got to go. When the kingdom comes, the illness has got to go. Hallelujah. Heal the sick. There's healing when the kingdom comes. Thy kingdom, I pray right now, God, thy kingdom come. Right now, here in Christian Embassy, and everybody who's tuned in, thy kingdom come. Where your kingdom comes, healing comes. Hallelujah. You, thy kingdom is near right now in the name of Jesus. Let God's kingdom manifest in your life. Jesus said in Mark 16, 17, and 18, powerful two verses of Scripture here, and these signs shall follow those who believe. Remember, we've got to have our minds renewed not to be pressed and come under the pressure of this world. We've got to have our minds renewed so that our heart belief system can be established so that we can see the, the good and acceptable and the perfect will of God proven here in this earth. We've got to believe. We've got to have our minds renewed. I'm helping you with your mind renewal right now. I'm not preaching Tim's uh, 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 philosophy. I'm preaching Holy Ghost theology. This is the Word of God. I'm giving you the Scriptures. Let the Scripture do its work in you. And these signs shall follow those who believe in my name. Remember, remember it's going to be in His name. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You shall call His name Jesus, for He shall save the world. He shall sozo. He shall sozo. Jesus is here right now. Let His sozo, let His salvation, let His healing, let His deliverance, let His provision of every area broken, made it, making it whole, be manifest right now. These signs shall follow those who believe. Help us believe, God. Help us have our mind renewed by your word so that we can establish our hearts and a belief system, Lord God, that we can prove your good and acceptable and perfect will here this night. Hallelujah. Let the miracle of God manifest in you. Let the miracle of God manifest through you. And it's going to be in the name. Jesus said my name. It's going to be in the name of Jesus, the name that is above every name, the name that every knee has to bow in heaven on earth and under the earth. Every knee has to bow. Let that oppression, let that lie, let that demon, let that sickness, let that infirmity, let that bondage, let it bow its knee right now to surrender to the name of Jesus. I exalt Jesus, Jesus, Lord of my life. Hallelujah. Every knee has to bow and every tongue confess that He is Lord. In my name they will cast out demons. It's time for us to tell the devil, you've, you've overstayed. You've overstayed. We didn't really invite you, but you've squatted long enough. You gotta go. You gotta go. You gotta cast them out. You gotta cast them out. He says that you will cast them out. Didn't, Jesus didn't say, I'll cast them out. He said, In my name, you'll cast them out. You gotta tell that spirit of infirmity, it's gotta go. You gotta tell that spirit of poverty, it's gotta go. You gotta tell that spirit of addiction, it's gotta go. You gotta tell that spirit of, of, of whatever it is, oppression, it's gotta go. That spirit of, 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 of what would you call depression, it's gotta go. Just tell it, it's gotta go. Cast it out in his name. In the name of Jesus, you gotta go. 
And they will speak with new tongues. I'm telling you, there's a Holy Ghost uh, language between your spirit man and this Holy Spirit that will revive you, will restore you, will build you up. Hallelujah. It says, when we pray in the Spirit, our inner man is built up. Our, our mind doesn't understand because there ain't no demon in hell can understand. There's a pure language there. There's no cursing. There's no lies in that language. And it's spirit to spirit. There's, there's communication between my spirit and the Spirit of God. My spirit, man, was dead in sin but was born again. I was made a new creature in Christ Jesus. And my spirit needs some, um, needs some Holy Ghost instruction. My spirit needs some encouragement. My spirit needs some direction. My spirit needs to be built up. Up so that I don't walk by the flesh anymore and fulfill the lust thereof, but I walk by the Spirit. So my spirit man's got to have some wisdom. My spirit man's got to have some instruction. My spirit man's got to have some understanding. And, and so the devil doesn't come in with any his mess. God gave a language direct that the devil can understand and your mind, because your mind hadn't been renewed fully yet, you would mess it up. You wouldn't you say, well, Spirit, this is what the Holy Spirit really means, and this is what I was always taught, and you're limiting your, your spirit because of something that you maybe didn't have full revelation of yet. So God said, no, 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 we're not going to bring any uh, you know, water. You take a whole glass of water, and you put one little drop of urine in it, and nobody wants to drink it, right? Right? Because it's now impure, even though percentage-wise, it's very, very small. Nobody, if they know it's in there, wants to drink it. The same way is your spirit's a brand-new creature in Christ Jesus, and, uh, and, and you don't want to pollute it with any of maybe a lack of revelation you have right now or misunderstanding, or maybe it's just a lack of knowledge, something about God's Word you don't know, and you're going to hold your spirit back. God said, no, i got a direct source, spirit to spirit, hallelujah. They will speak with new tongues. And they'll take up serpents. We know that the Bible talks about the devil being a serpent and those demons are like those little serpents that are there. You, you'll be able to take up whatever the devil throws at you is not going to be a, a casting you down. You'll be able to take it up and cast it down. You'll be able to do like Paul did when the serpent jumped out of the fire, lit hold of him, he shook it off back in the fire. He said, to hell with you. I don't know if he really said that or not, but he's like, that fire is hell. He's like, to, to, you know, you got to go, you got to go you got to cast off. You take up these serpents and cast them off. You don't let them just hang on to you. And if you drink anything deadly, oh my goodness, here the devil's always trying to pollute what we're taking in, the, the water of life that we're trying to get. He's always trying to pollute it. And the devil put anything deadly in there. It's not going to harm you because of the Holy Spirit. He says, by no means shall hurt you. You lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Hallelujah. He said, there's going to be so much power and so much anointing through the kingdom of God that if you won't be able to hold it. You won't be able to, to maintain it. You'll be able to just shake somebody's hand. It didn't say lay hands on them and, and, and shake them. It didn't say lay hands on them and, 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 and uh, you know, uh, hit them in the head and knock them over or anything like that. It just says you'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. So when I shake somebody's hand, if there's anything they need, I say, Lord God, let your healing flow into them. I pat somebody on the shoulder. I say, Lord God, let the kingdom come in and through their life. Hallelujah. And somebody walks away and says, you know what? I'm feeling better. I'm feeling better. You know, and uh, don't give me the credit because this is just how the kingdom is. Jesus said it. In Peter's sermon in Acts 2.22, he said, men of Israel, hear the words, uh, hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth. He was a man attested by God to you by miracles and wonders and signs which God did through him in your midst. He was proven, he was, the test was proven to you 
by the miracles and the wonders and the signs which God did in your midst. I know God wants to attest to the world today through the body of Christ as He did through the body of Christ when Jesus was in human form. Jesus said, you are now the body. You are my hands. You are my feet. You are my mouthpiece. You're going to expand my kingdom here on earth. Hallelujah. As it is in heaven. And He still wants to attest unto man by God miracles and wonders and signs so that the world can see who He is. Hallelujah. I say it again. Miracles should be a regular part of our life. God, renew our mind that we're not limiting you, that we're expecting miracles every day. We're thanking you for miracles every day. We're, we're, we're worshiping you, Lord God. I think our worship would change. I know our worship would change. I know our praise would change. Sometimes we come in here and we don't act like we got anything to praise God about because probably if we hadn't really experienced anything supernatural. I know we do should praise Him because of the very breath that we're breathing and the life that we have. But you know what? Sometimes we Christians can be quite a bore. We can be quite a bore. When really the Bible says we should be like a city set upon a hill. That we should be light and darkness. That we should be salt and, and, and have that, that type of change agent in the world. We should be shifting culture rather than hiding from the shifting culture of the world. Darkness should be leaving. I flip the lights on and there's no argument. Darkness has to go. Why aren't we flipping the light on? We're acting like darkness is so powerful. We're acting like darkness is so strong. And God gave us the very example. Turn a light on. Light a little candle and darkness has to go. You can flip a little match and darkness has to go. Let me tell you what. He said, just a little spark. Just a little spark will do it. Let me tell you what. I think sometimes we do not see that miracles should be a regular part of our life. Part of the light that should shine should be the glory of God and the power of God and the, and the, and the flow of heaven through us to earth. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, a lightning bug's got a whole lot more power and influence than a lot of us Christians do, and that should not be. And God gave us this little bug to just fly around and however he does it, he can light up with his rear end. He can light up where he goes and he's just flying about. And God says, if I can do that through that little old bug, think what I can do through you if you would allow me to flow through you. Hallelujah. John 14 and 12, he says, most assuredly, Jesus said, I say unto you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he'll do also. So stop with the argument that that ended with Jesus. That's a lie straight from the pit of hell. I don't care who told you that. That was a lie from the pit of hell. Jesus said, most assuredly. He didn't say, well, this just may be. He said, no, I'm assuring it. I'm, I am the underwriter of this. And if I'm the underwriter of it, nobody is going to take this away. And he says that, I say to you, if you believe in me, the works that I do, you'll do also. But he even says, in greater works than these, he will do because I go to my Father. We know what he said, when I go to my Father, I'm going to send my Holy Spirit. And now, instead of the Holy Spirit just flowing through me, the Holy Spirit will dwell in each and every one of you and flow through you. That's why he said, tarry in Jerusalem until you've been endued from on high with what? Power. And on the day of Pentecost, they were endued with, on, with power from on high when what? He, the Holy Spirit, came and filled them and set upon them as tongues of fire upon each of them and they began to speak in other tongues even as the Spirit gave utterance. And the church was birthed 3,000 saved right there in that moment and the church has been growing ever since. Hallelujah. The works that I do, He will do also and greater works than these because I go to my Father. And look what he says here, and whatever, whatever. Somebody say, whatever. 
He says, whatever. I think that covers anything. I think that covers everything. Whatever, 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 whatever. I can't get off of it. I'm telling you, we've been limiting God. We've been limiting God. You may be carrying something right now. It's a whatever. You need to identify it right now. This whatever, this whatever. He says, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. He said, I, he didn't say I'm going to think about it. He didn't say I'll look and see if I've got it in the budget. He says, I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Hallelujah. That God's going to get the glory. See, when a miracle manifests through you, God gets the glory through His Son. When you get delivered, God gets the glory through His Son. Jesus says, whatever. He says, let's don't limit, let's don't limit the kingdom, whatever. Because when it happens, God, my Father, gets the glory in and through me. Hallelujah. And if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Anything, anything, whatever, anything, whatever, anything. We've got to renew our minds till we get a heart belief. Our heart belief system to where we believe that whatever, and we believe anything in His name. His name is powerful. His name is key. He said, I will do it. Hallelujah. It's like running a marathon. And when you run a marathon, every runner wants to hand the baton off to the next runner, giving them the greatest lead possible. If you're a good team player, you run in a marathon, you're not saying, well, this is my turn and such and such is coming up and he or she's real fast, so I'll just drag my feet. No. When they hand you the baton, you want to run as fast as you can to get as great a lead as you can so you can hand it to the next runner. And I say, so should we want to hand the baton off to this next generation so that they can stand on our shoulders and do even greater things. We cannot be the church age that has let the light of heaven dim on earth. We cannot be the church age who has let the season of miracles die and be put in a vault somewhere that we go to a museum and hear about. We cannot be the day. This cannot be the day. And we cannot be the age that lets our next generation down. I'm telling you, it's time that we say we got to run this race. We got to run it with fervor. We got to run it with perseverance. We got to run it in faith. We got to run it according to the Word of God. Because let me tell you what my children and my grandchildren and my great grandchildren, should the Lord tarry, will be able to stand on a higher ground, on a higher plane of seeing and believing God for greater things. Hallelujah. Because of the way we live, we must say miracle manifest in our life. We've got to live this way. We've got to have our minds changed. We've got to have our heart established that we live in the miracle zone. The third thing is the closer you get to your miracle, the more opposition you get from Satan. I should say, duh, okay. The enemy sees that you're believing, you're here tonight, you're getting his word, you're stirred up, you say, this is what the word says, and I'm going to believe, and, and, and you've got something you've been praying for, let me tell you what, the devil, he says, you know what, I'm, I'm supposed to kill, steal, and destroy, Jesus said, I've come but to kill, I mean, Satan's come but to kill, steal, and destroy, that's my, that's my title, that's what I do, that's what I do. And there are three times that he will come the hardest, his strategies I've found, is seed time. Let's say you're just believing God for a miracle. You're just believing God for a supernatural manifest. And, uh, you know, you're like, wow, I've never heard this before. I'm bound. You just hold on to it. The devil's going to come and try to take that seed from you. It's easier to cause a miscarriage earlier on in the pregnancy. And he will do it. But if he doesn't come then, let me tell you what. The second time is right before harvest time. 
I'm telling you, if you're getting some fight from hell, if you're getting the flames of hell heated up seven times hotter, okay, let me tell you what, you, that's a sign that you may be right before your harvest. I'm telling you, your harvest is right. Let me tell you, don't you give up. He, the, he had this strategy. He would come in. The, the Philistines, they would come in. And the Midianites, they would come in. And they would wait until the Israelites had their harvest right and ready to harvest. And then they would swoop in frighten the farmers off, and they would take all of the harvest for themselves. They let the Israelites work it, work it, plow it, water it, fertilize it, take care of it, nurture it, and right when it got time for the harvest is when they would swoop in and try to take it. Let me tell you why. If you are under attack tonight, if there, you feel like the flames of opposition is against you, rejoice. You need to rejoice because you know greater is He who is in you than he who is in the world. And if God be for you, who can be against you? Don't let it frighten you. You don't let it frighten you. Be like, you be like, oh, is it, uh, uh, what was his name? Lee? What was his name? Oh my, it just jumped out of my brain. And he stood there in his bean patch, Remember? With, with an ox goat. He stood there and he said, I'm not backing down. And here's a whole army coming against him. And he says, I'm not going anywhere. And let me tell you what, God came in miraculously and let him destroy the whole army. The whole army, one man with an ox goat with a stick in his hand because he's willing to stand his ground and say, no, the miracle's mine. No, this is the kingdom of God. No, I'm not backing down. God will stand for you if you'll stand for him. Don't you give up. Don't you give in. Let me tell you, if the devil's fighting against you, you say, if God be for me, who can be against me? Instead of leaning back, you lean forward. You lean forward. And you say, no, I'm not backing up. I'm moving forward. I'm gaining ground. And another time the enemy will try to come in is right after harvest. When you've gotten the harvest, a lot of people, they get their harvest, they get their miracle, they get their provision, and then they drop their guard. And they get out of the miracle zone. They drop their guard. And they think, okay, well, I can rest now. Let me tell you what, the devil will come in there. I've seen a lot of people in, the, in a promotion lose, after the promotion, lose everything. I've seen a lot of people after a windfall lose everything because the devil is right there. You've got to be very, very careful. And uh, so, so the closer the miracle, the greater the opposition. So if you're under great opposition tonight, you should rejoice. You should rejoice. Because let me tell you what, it's a sign. It's a sign. Your breakthrough is here. Hallelujah. Miracle manifest is what we're praying for. Praise the Lord. And then the fourth thing, the reason some people do not receive a miracle is because they struggle to believe in them. And, and this is not to put condemnation and judgment on any of us because we all are in this camp at one time or another or we are in it at a different degree. We all have to travel through this unbelief to believe. Even like the dad who says, I believe, Jesus, I believe, but help my unbelief. We all go through this. And that's what God has called me here. One of my job uh, assignments from heaven, when I get my job assignment, go into the conference room, and God the Father is there, and God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and they're handing out my assignments and reminding me of what i got to do this week. One of the things is, I've got to keep you encouraged. I've got to preach the Word of God. I don't have the privilege 
of getting up here and sharing with you my stuff and my just my stuff because my stuff doesn't have power. My stuff cannot uh, transform or renew your mind. But I, I have an assignment to stay in this Word and to stay before the Spirit of God who's the author of this Word so that I can bring you the Word. Hallelujah. Because the Word of God coming into our lives is a double-edged sword. It's alive. It's quick. It's alive. It can cut asunder. It can get down between faults and even the intents of the heart. It can take care and break and set our heart belief system right. we got to stay in the Word. Hallelujah. So we're all in this journey of, 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 of uh, taking our unbelief and, and having it converted into belief. Into belief. Jesus said, be it unto you according to your faith. Hallelujah. We need our faith to be able to establish a belief system where we live in the miracle zone, where we know the miracle manifest of God is a daily, a momentary, it's not something we got to wait for. It's not got to have certain music. We don't have to have certain this or that. We can have the miracle manifest of heaven in the midst of the battle, in the midst of the blood and the guts right there where it counts. Hallelujah. So we're not this soulish person that if we're moved by a minor key and it makes us feel, oh, I feel a goosebump, maybe that's a miracle. No, what I'm trying to teach you is to take the Word of God in the midst of whatever hell you're going through and say in the name of Jesus, devil, I'm casting you asunder, you spirits of whatever, you get out of my life right now and I speak to this body to be raised up and made whole by the resurrection power of the Holy Ghost who dwells in me hallelujah hallelujah let me tell you what I encourage you that's why I preach the word faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God let me tell you what you say well that's not what we see I'm telling you come up here and let me just slap you stop looking at what you see we got to walk by faith you say but that's really the reality yes that reality can never change the Word of God, but the Word of God can change that reality. What do you need? You need that reality to change. So let's look at what the Word says. Let's stand on the Word. Let, if it's off, if it's off, if my health is off, if my wealth is off, if my relationships are off, if, if my, 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 my peace is off, then i got to get the plumb line of the Word of God to say, wait a minute, I'm not going to keep building like this and topple over and just by religion trying to prop it up. Religion will keep trying to prop it up and we got the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Let me tell you why. We've got the building sinking in Venice. We need to be built upon the rock, the rock of the Word of God, Jesus Christ, because He cannot fail us. He cannot fail us. He will not fail us. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we, we're working, we're working hard. You guys are working me hard. I'm trying to get you into belief out of unbelief. But you know what the good news is? Every bit of work I do in helping you, I'm helping me. Because I got to fight unbelief and get my belief in my heart belief system established because Jesus says when you say to this mountain be cast into the sea, it has to go because if you can believe with your heart, he said, if you can believe with your heart, whatever you say is going to happen. I need my words coming out of a heart belief system that is established in the Word of God without doubt so that I can have the authority to release the kingdom of God here on this earth. So I need my belief system built up. Keep on preaching, Pastor Tim. I need that. Amen. I need that.
And don't you be, don't you be discouraged in this. Number five, miracles can start in seed form. Miracles can start in seed form. I love, I love what, uh, how we see God and how He created. First, he, when He created things, He created them mature. We don't know how Adam, old Adam and Eve were, but they were not embryos and they were not, you know, there was no one to, to carry them in the womb and they you know, were human beings. There was Adam, then he puts him to sleep, takes his rib, there's Eve, and uh, there's trees and animals and all this stuff. But he created within them everything, the trees, the animals, everything to be able to have seed that would continue the multiplication and that process. So God is a God of seed. He loves that. So many times he starts things as a seed. Let me tell you what, that means you may be holding the miracle of God in your hand. So don't think just because it's small, it's not God. Your Bible says, do not despise the day of small things, but rejoice. It was back in 520 B.C., there was a small group of exiles who returned to Israel from captivity, and there they were laying the foundation of the new temple. And the older, older folks, they were crying. Oh, they were lamenting. They were saying, you know what? This temple is puny. This temple is going to look nothing like the glory of the old temple that was destroyed. But the young folks were rejoicing because they had never had a temple. And this was going to be the first temple they ever had in their life. And the word of the Lord came to Zerubbabel to them saying, it's not by might. And it's not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who are you, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel, that you shall become a plain? That mountain that's standing before you, it looks impassable. It's going to become a plain. And he shall bring forward the top stone amid shouts of grace, grace to it all. For whoever has despised the day of small things shall rejoice and shall see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. So do not despise the day of small things, but rejoice because God's word is on it that it's going to grow up and it's going to be great. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Here's another thing I learned in learning to walk and live in the miracle zone is you don't need the support of others to receive your miracle. Man, I used to depend on people. Number six, you just don't need that. Your miracles come from God. You need to know that your miracles come from God. Oh, if I can just get to the preacher, I can get my miracle. If I can just get to the healing rooms, get one of those intercessors to pray for me. Maybe if I can get the right intercessors that I like, the ones that, you know, that tell me what I want to hear. Yeah, that's the ones I really like. You know, oh, no, 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 no. Let me tell you what, you've already limited God. You've already limited God. Can God use the ministry, ministers in the healing rooms? Yes, he does. Can he use a pastor? Yes, he does. Can he use you? Yes, he can. Hallelujah. But the miracles come from God. The miracles come from God. Not in the hands of any man, but they are God's. And that's a crucial point that we need to know. Because every good and perfect gift comes down from above, from the Father of lights, in which there is no variableness nor shadow of turning. Every good and perfect gift comes from Him. Miracles come from God. God, we thank you right now for the miracle manifest of heaven on earth in the lives of your people here tonight. They're from your hand, God. We, we're not taking credit. We're not taking any uh, uh, claim to fame. There, this from you. A miracle from heaven here tonight in the name of Jesus.
The next thing is I, and I love this, and I want Christian Embassy to be more of this. I want the healing rooms to be more of this than we've ever been. And that is uh, miracles birth miracles. Miracles birth miracles. Number seven, it stirs faith and encourages belief. I'm telling you, when, when you get in the midst of where miracles are manifesting, you say, wow, that's amazing, that's exciting. And guess what? Your faith begins to say, you know what? Maybe, maybe this is for me too. Hallelujah. I want us to be a church where we have testimonies running out of our ears. I want us to be a church where there's healing and deliverance and there's people raised from the dead. Can I say that? Where people are raised from the dead. I was just listening to a testimony where a, a, a dad had died and he was dead. One, one person said 45 minutes. The next one said 50 minutes. And the doctor came in and said 40. The cardiologist said 45 minutes. So we can go with the cardiologist. He said his heart didn't beat for 45 minutes. They pronounced him dead. And, this, and they're rolling him out to the morgue. And, and, uh, and the son said, no. He stopped. He said, no, my dad is not dead. My dad's going to live. I speak to that heart and that heart's going to beat. And they said that life came back into this man's body. And now this man is standing up and living and doing well. They put a pacemaker in there, and a, a fibrillator and a pacemaker, whatever all that stuff is, in case something else, because they couldn't figure out what was wrong with his heart. That was the problem. He's a young man, I think in his 30s, and he went to bed and he just didn't wake up that morning. His wife's trying to wake him up and, and uh, they couldn't figure out what was wrong with his heart. So they, you know, they put some equipment in there uh, just in case something happened again. It shocked him back into life, but... He got a miracle. Right? 45 minutes, the doctor said, that he'd been pronounced dead. Let me tell you what, God has raised him from the dead after three long days. Jesus raised one to dead, uh, from the dead after four days, you know. He's Lazarus, Jesus, he's been in there dead four days. He stinks by now. And he said, roll that stone away because the resurrection power of God can bring you out of the midst of whatever the devil has tried to bring on you. I'm praying, God, in the name of Jesus, let Christian Embassy be a house of miracles. Lord, let this be a house of prayer and a house of miracles, Lord God. Let the people of God who is tuned in here tonight, God, and listening tonight become your servants and daughters, your sons and daughters, your servants, where miracles manifest in and through their lives, Lord God, that it may stir the faith and encourage those around hallelujah hallelujah you preach on salvation you'll get people saved you preach on baptism you'll get people baptized you preach on deliverance you'll get folks set free you preach on healing you'll get people healed you preach on miracles you'll see folks start seeing miracles i'm telling you a christian embassy we are going to stand on the word of god and declare this is a place of miracle manifest this is a place where God has liberty and freedom because of our faith and our belief to do what He so desires to do. Hallelujah. It says, The great multitude followed Him because they saw His signs which He performed on those who were diseased. They said, Wow, we want to follow this Jesus. The unbelievers came to follow Jesus because of the miracles. Hallelujah. Now, we don't want to, as believers, say we're going to only serve and follow God because of signs and miracles because we're serving God by faith. Hallelujah. But the unbelievers, they don't have faith. The unbelievers are in darkness. They need to see light. they got to see something of the kingdom that's greater than the demonic kingdom they're living in. They need to see the kingdom of heaven manifest. Jesus said, pray for it to manifest. Pray daily, He says. Daily, not once a week, not once a month, not when you're in crisis. Daily pray. Daily pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done 
on earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. And then obedience ushers in miracles. Oh, we got to learn, church. It's better to obey than sacrifice. Oh, stop violating the word of God and then say, well, I'll just sacrifice. Oh, I'll just sacrifice and pay God back and make it up. Oh, no. Learn to obey him. It's better to obey. When Jesus performed his first miracle at Cana of Galilee, turning the water into the wine, into that fresh wine there that, uh, in that miracle, the conversation that the disciples had with Jesus' mother when she told him, she told them, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Whatever he tells you to do, obey it. And when they obeyed him, the miracle took place. The miracle took place. I'm telling you, it was Naaman who was told what? Go dip seven times into Jordan. He wanted to go to a different river. But his servant said, you know what? If you, know, if you were told this or that, the other, you would do it. But he told you to just go here to Jordan. Would you just simply obey him? Look, you got leprosy. You're going to die. So he goes into the Jordan and dips seven times. And his skin is made new like a baby's, the Bible says. That's not just a story. That is a miracle that is recorded. You'll one day probably get to talk to Naaman in heaven and he'll tell you about it. He'll tell you about it. His servant who convinced him is probably having dinner with him and he'll talk about it as well. And he'll brag on that servant saying, if it hadn't been for him that told me, if it hadn't been for her that told me, then I would have never, never experienced this. Let me tell you what. Obey, obey what the Lord says. It may be something very simple, but do it, do it. Don't let it be a hindrance to you. Amen? So that is encouraging. And then number nine, and I'm going to try to wrap this thing up right now. If you need a miracle, believe God for a miracle for someone else. Come on, you know what? Sometimes you say, I just don't have the belief. I just struggle, struggle, struggle believing for myself. There's a lot of us got self-hate. There's a lot of us need deliverance from self-hate. Because why? We know everything we've ever done wrong. We know every bad thought we've ever had. One of my kids, I think it was Morgan, said, oh, I'd love to be able to read people's minds. I said, oh, no, you wouldn't. Oh, no, you wouldn't. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Because we all have thoughts. The enemy sends at us, and we're not supposed to let them build a nest in light, but sometimes it becomes evil thinking. Because an evil thought came. That wasn't your responsibility. The devil sent that. But when you hold on to it and it becomes evil thinking then that's your responsibility. Let me tell you what, we got to learn that, you know what, uh, this law of reciprocity works. Where, where Jesus said, you know, you're going to reap what you sow. So maybe you're struggling because you feel like I don't deserve it or I've disqualified myself and you're still working through that. You keep hanging out with me, I'm going to get you through that because we're not going to hold on to that. The blood of Jesus, if it can wash away one sin, it can wash away all sin. And now let me tell you what, and if he cleanses us white as snow, we got to get you into that revelation that you're not living under the condemnation. There's therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Get out from under that condemnation. If the blood of Jesus can redeem your, your husband, your wife, your friend, it can redeem you. Let it redeem you and cleanse you. But let me tell you what, if you're still working through that process, oh, activate the law of reciprocity. That if I can, whatever I sow, I'm going to reap. And start praying for other people's healing. Start praying for other people's miracle. Start praying for other people's deliverance. Because you don't know all their junk. You're like, wow, they're all Mr. Goody, Goody Two-Shoe. Yeah, that's what you think. <laughs> but nonetheless, because you think that, you've got faith to believe for their miracle. 
and you just start sowing. You start sowing. Pray. Pray where you sow where you want to go. You start praying for them and believe in God for their miracle. Hallelujah. And then guess what? Bam! It comes back. Reciprocity. It comes back. It comes back. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. Hallelujah! You're like, wow, God, you did heal me. Wow, God, you did provide. Maybe I'm not that bad a scoundrel. He says, he whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Amen. And then the final one is go ahead and praise God. Praise Him now for the miracle as if it already manifests. That's the greatest expression of faith that you can ever have is to begin to go ahead and praise Him. I, I, I believe in my heart. I ask, I receive. Now I praise you for it, Lord. I praise you for it. I praise you for it. Hallelujah. The Bible teaches us that if we live with the faith like Abraham, we call those things that are not as though they were. We look at what is not and we say, that's not how it's going to be. He said, I considered not my body. I considered not the death of my body. I considered not me being an old man, Abraham said. He said, I'm going to consider the Word of God. And the Word of God said, seed is coming out of this old body and it's going to be a blessing unto the nations of the world. Hallelujah. He said, so I'm not considering the circumstances. I'm not considering the facts. I'm considering what God said. And that's what we got to learn to do. we got to consider what God said. And if God says you're healed, you're healed. And if God says you're delivered, you're delivered. And if God says you're saved, you're saved. And if God says you're free, you're free. You say, well, I don't feel free. We're not walking by feelings. We're walking by faith. And you got to go ahead and give expression to that faith and begin to praise God and thank God for what He has promised and already done. And you're just waiting for the manifest of it. I close with Mark eleven twenty three. This is probably 23 and 24, two of the most powerful scriptures in this, in this teaching tonight. For assuredly, I go back to it, we was at it early. Jesus said, assuredly, I, I, I'm the underwriter here. I'm, I'm assuring this. There, there's no doubt about it. I'm not saying it to you. Whatever, whoever says to this mountain, that means you, that means you, that means you, that means you tuned in. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. we got to have our minds renewed so that our heart belief system is established because it's with the heart we believe unto righteousness and the mouth we confess, confess unto sozo or salvation of what God has for us. But believes that those things that he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. So we must not doubt in our heart, but believe. I don't know about you, but I'm going around and I'm going to start saying, I believe. I'm just going to help renew my mind by saying, I believe. And if anybody asks me, what do you believe? I, say, I believe what the Word says. I believe that God is a good God. I believe that God heals. I believe God forgives sin. I believe God is a righteous God. I believe God's got a standard. No matter what America does, God's not going to lower His standard. I believe that God is a God that redeems. I believe God is a God to the generations to come. To my children are going to serve God. My grandchildren are going to serve God. My great-grandchildren, should the Lord tell you, are going to serve God. I believe God. I believe His Word. I believe that He is delivered. I believe He's going to supernaturally provide in my life beyond anything that I can even imagine. Eye is not seen and ears not heard. And it's not even entered into my heart how great and how wonderful of what He's going to provide. I take the lid off because I believe God is a lidless, limitless God. Hallelujah! People say, you, you, well, you know what? I ask you what, what you believe in. Man, you've given me a sermon, and I want to hear more of this. I say, follow me to the church. Follow me to the church. Come on to my church. You'll hear more about this because we at Christian Embassy believe. We believe. Jesus says, if you will believe, if you will believe, 
those things that you say, you will be done. You will have whatever He says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe. I'm telling you, I don't know if I told you all this, but I'm just going to start saying I believe. I believe. Some of you said, oh my goodness, he's losing his mind. No, uh-uh, I'm just trying to make a point. I'm going to go around and start saying I believe. And if you ask me what I believe, I'll pull you aside. I'll tell you what I believe. I may tell you what I believe so loud that everybody around you can hear it. If grocery store, come in me grocery store. I'm, I say, hey, I believe. I believe. Because I believe. I believe. I am not going to live with self-limiting doubt holding me back. Because I don't have the, the wisdom to act on the teaching of God's Word. I need my mind renewed so that my heart belief system is established so that what I say that lines up with the Word of God happens. And I'm not stopping and I'm not backing down until I see that in every day of my life. Every day of my life. Because as we opened up, he says... Therefore, we must give to the most earnest heed to the things that we have heard, lest we drift away. And that phraseology in Hebrews 2 is, lest we lose, loosen our grip and let it just slide right through us. I don't want to live my life where the kingdom of God is just sliding through my hands. No, I want to usher in the kingdom of God. I want to pull in the will of God as Jesus taught me to pray. And I want to get as many of you doing the same as you can. Would you stand with me, please? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I have delivered the word that you gave me. Hallelujah. And I thank you, God, that you, Holy Spirit, has been right here to bring forth the strength behind your word. God, I believe there's someone here right now, there are a lot of folks here right now, who says God's Word has challenged me tonight, and I'm stepping it up. I'm going to believe. I'm going to believe. I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to negotiate. I'm not going to try and figure out what has been wrong in the past. No, I'm just going to simply say, step it up and say, I believe. I believe the Word. I believe what you've done for me, Jesus. And I want to receive it. I, I hear, God, that you said that, that you, uh, you are no respecter of persons, that you have an, an, a, a super abundance of miracle manifests that you want to bring in and through our lives. And you're just to be glorified. You said that, Jesus, that my Father is glorified with every miracle, with every manifest of the kingdom of God here on earth. So Lord God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, help me here. Holy Spirit, help me here. I want to bring glory to the Father. I want to bring glory to the Father. Help me, Holy Spirit. Oh, usher in your power. Usher in your anointing. Usher in your presence. Oh, God, in a special way. Hallelujah. That we can bring glory to the Father through His Son, Jesus. You said when we are healed, brings glory to the Father. When there's a miracle manifest of your kingdom come on this earth, there's a, you, you, it gives glory to the Father. Oh, that the Father would be glorified. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that the Father would be glorified and miracles being manifest. 
God, I just pray up and down in each and every one of these aisles, down every row. Lord God, let there be a miracle manifest. A miracle manifest. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Of what's your in that miracle? Bring forth the manifest of heaven right now. In the name of Jesus, a miracle. What man cannot do, let the hand of God do right now. Oh God, we, we believe. We believe your word. We believe your word. Lord God, enough limitation. It's time to take the chains off. And we receive. Believe and receive. Lord God, usher in your presence right now. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, do your work. Do your work. Set free. Do your work. Heal. Do your work. Deliver. Do your work right now, Lord God, and open the windows of heaven. Bring resources. Bring provision. Bring healing to relationships in the name of Jesus. Oh, we usher in you. Usher you in Holy Spirit right now. Spirit of the living God. Spirit of the living God. Spirit of the living God. Oh, have your way. Move mightily. Move miraculously. Move with anointing. Move with power. Oh, do you, can you see yourself healed? Receive it. Believe it and receive it right now. Can you see yourself healed? Believe it and receive it right now. Can you see yourself anointed and being used of God in supernatural ways? See it. Believe it and receive it right now. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord God. Hallelujah. We believe. What is the miracle? What is the kingdom come? What is that you need now? What is it you need now? Ask Him right now what it is. Say, Lord, I, I'm asking you right now. Whatever you ask. Whatever you ask. If you believe, you can receive. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, that you be glorified. This is not about man. It's all about you. It's not about our earthly kingdom. It's all about thy kingdom. Thy kingdom. Hallelujah. Let it come right now. Lord God, I pray every person under the sound of my voice would, be would believe you for a miracle right now. That we would not loosen our grip and just let the kingdom moment slip through right now. But we all would find something that we need a miracle. Find something that we need kingdom of heaven involvement. See something that we need your mighty hand reaching into right now. Right now, Lord God. Oh, take hope. Tighten your grip. Tighten your grip on the kingdom come. Tighten your grip on thy kingdom come. Tighten your grip on thy will be done. He wants you whole. He wants you healed. He wants you delivered. He wants that provision in your life, Matt. In the name of Jesus, tighten your grip right now. On thy kingdom come. On thy will be done. In the name of Jesus, tighten your grip. Don't let it slip through your hands. Say, no, this is God's will. This is God's plan. This is God's heart. This is God's desire. This is God's purpose. This is God's plan. This is God's hand in my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. 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 He said, in my name. He said, in my name. Go ahead, in the name of Jesus. He said, in my name. In no other name. There's no other name but His name. In the name of Jesus. Call it in right now. Call it to full manifest right now. Call it to full manifest right now. Thy kingdom come. Be manifest. Miracle manifest. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Go ahead and declare it. Decree it. Confess it. Say it. 
Jesus said, whatever, whatever, whatever you believe, whatever you believe, you can receive if you'll say it from a heart that does not doubt. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Now I want you to go ahead and activate that uh, law of reciprocity. I want you to find somebody and just, just take them by the hand or put your hand on the shoulder. You don't need to shake them. You don't need to break them. Come on. Just go ahead and identify with them and say, I'm just going to pray for your blessing. I'm going to pray for your miracle. I'm going to pray. If you want to tell them what you're praying for, if, you're, if you want to tell them, go ahead and tell them. If you need to get in a group of three, that's fine. You don't have to be just two of you. Can be whatever. But I want you to find and do that. Activate the law of reciprocity right now and begin to sow in their life. Believe in God for a miracle for them. Believe in God for deliverance for them. Believe in God for breakthrough for them. Believe in God for promotion for them. Believe in God for His supernatural manifest of His glory for them. Hallelujah. 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 It doesn't have to be all long and drawn out. It can be that simple. I believe. I'm standing in agreement to believe in the name of Jesus for your miracle. To believe God for your healing. I believe God. I'm standing on the Word. I believe. I'm believing for your promotion. I'm believing for your whatever it is. Go ahead. Pray. 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 Pray in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lord, they're sowing that. They're sowing it right now. Whatever they sow, they're going to reap. Whatever they sow, they're going to reap. That faith they're sowing, they're going to reap. That miracle they're sowing, they're going to reap. That, that the belief they're sowing, they're going to reap. Hallelujah! They're going to reap it. They're going to reap it. They're going to reap it. They're going to reap it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Bless your name, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We glorify you. Yes, yes. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now I pray for us as a body that, Lord, I want us to step up your kingdom work. We want to step up, Lord. I hear you say, well, anybody, who, who will go? Who will go? Lord, I want a Christian embassy. I want to volunteer us, Lord, to step it up, that we would go into our community and that we would go into this region of the world as a lighthouse for your miracle-working glorious power, for your miracle-working involvement in and through the lives of people, and that we would raise the awareness higher than it's ever been raised that this is a house of healing, and this is a house of restoration, and this is a house of provision, and this is a house of miracles, and this is a house of signs and wonders where the Spirit of the living God is moving mightily in and through the people there who believe. Lord God, I pray that, that this would be a healing center like we've never seen before. 
and a deliverance center like we've never seen before and a hospital with an ER, Lord God, in the spirit realm like we've never seen before where we have attendants here that have been trained, attendants here whose heart has been bent to believe, attendants here of men and women of miracle-working authority, Lord God, that we could minister to the multitudes that you will send to us, Lord. Lord God, use the hands and the voices and the lives of everyone under the sound of my voice as ministering agents, Lord God, in this call that you have called upon us, that we would be the hands that reach out and lay on the sick and they shall recover, that we will be the voice of encouragement and the voice of, of, of your word that will help their faith arise and believe to receive all that you have for them. Lord God, I pray you would ordain us tonight, God. Lord, take us through this ordination process, Lord God, to ordain us to be used for greater kingdom work than we've ever done before. Lord God, here we are. We Send us, use us, Lord, we say. Because, Lord, we want to be your hands and your feet, and we want to usher in your kingdom for your glory and for your honor. Hallelujah. Now, God, as we take this word and we take this into the rest of our week, I pray that there are those who will go throughout this week and let everybody they know know that they believe that they believe that they believe and then they can tell them what they believe hallelujah to you be the glory God use us in a mighty way Lord I want to thank you now for your healing go ahead and just begin to thank him God we thank you we pray we believe we ask we receive hallelujah we thank you God we praise you God we give you glory God we give you honor we give you thanksgiving as we go into this night, miracle manifest. Lord God, thy, let thy miracles manifest in and through our lives to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you all.